In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Show here on the fan Atlanta Sports Station 680 and 937 streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that mobile app and listen on the smart speaker. 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by the Howe Law Group. And the gang's all here for a big, big show today. Nerney ready to go. We got Road Dog in the house right now. How about that? Derek Thomas ready to get to work. And so is your boy Baloo. Big, big show today. We're the home of the world champion Braves, and we've got a early ball game getaway day for the Braves today. Pre-game show coming on at 11.05. And we are locked and loaded today. Let's see. We got Mort. We got Kirby Smart. We got Brian Snitker. Holy cow. Better get busy. Let's get to that big take. Bucks. Big. Take. The Atlanta Braves organization, they have long been known as a classy group, a classy organization. And now they've taken that to a whole new level. Yesterday, a group of 680 The Fan employees, like myself, were escorted from 680 The the Fan Studios across the sidewalk into Truist Park and down to the playing field where Braves executives like Derek Schiller, Mike Plant, Beth Marshall presented presented many of the 680 The Fan employees with world championship rings. And this is a first for a major league organization. Nobody has ever done this before. Rewarding their broadcast partners with championship rings. We were all blown away with their generosity. And I would like to thank the Atlanta Braves, my team since childhood, growing up in Valdosta, for rewarding my 10 years as a member of the pregame show. And behalf of all the 680 The Fan employees, I would like to extend a big thank you for being classy, Atlanta Braves. We all here at The Fan appreciate it. And we don't take that generosity lightly. So a big day yesterday, and I'm a little stunned. Everybody didn't have the rings on coming in here today. I thought about wearing that thing. But uh, it was quite a day yesterday. Absolutely quite a day. All right, so we got Mort coming up here early today. We had to rearrange things for a little bit. Uh, We got Mort at 10.05, so he's moved up 15 minutes. Very flexible. Mort is awesome. ESPN insider. We got uh, Georgia head coach Kirby Smart coming up at 1020. And Brian Snitker today will be with us at 1030. What do you say we get to Mort? 
For the latest on the NFL, we turn to the fans' truest NFL reporter, Chris Mortensen. Presented by the Atlanta Painting Company, Atlanta's premier residential and commercial painting company. Call 1-800-PAINTING or visit atlantapaintingcompany.com. Mark, we appreciate you being flexible today, man. And yesterday, the Braves presenting many of us here at the fan involved with the broadcasting of the Braves on the fan with World Series championship rings and more to, to my knowledge, no other organization has ever gone to this length to thank their partners, man. What an awesome day yesterday. No, I, I, I can't even imagine what it would be like. And, and are you going to wear that around your, your neck or what? I'm not sure that, I mean, this thing is, it is, I mean, on your fingers. I'm going to do curls with this thing on the right hand. Uh, it's a beautiful ring. I mean, how awesome is that, that they did that? I, I'll tell you what, that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. Congratulations to all. Yeah, that's classy there. More, we got the draft coming up, NFL draft coming up in 15 days, I believe it is, in Vegas. And the quarterbacks, I don't see many of these. NFL uh, scouts uh, that we see online that rate the players. All right? They got a rating of all the players. They group them all right. together, and they rate them all out. And I don't see many quarterbacks in the top ten. More, are we going to see the Panthers take a quarterback in the top ten? Are going to see the Falcons take a quarterback in the top ten? What are you hearing about the quarterbacks? I just don't think we are. And if we do, then I think that teams will have reached, uh, like teams have reached in the past. Sometimes you have years where the quarterbacks just aren't there, and you have to kind of have a, the courage of your conviction uh, to do that. And, and by the way, you say, well, you know, this is you're picking on the top ten. It's going to be your only chance. You hope to, to get a quarterback. No, when you need a quarterback, you'll package whatever picks you want and you have next year, uh, and 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 go up and 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 get one of the guys that are going to be there who are actually worthy top 10 pick Carolina. You know, there's a lot, been a lot of talk about them, but there's nobody, there's nobody that can, they can actually say that to me that they're, they're better than Sam Darnold. You know, so, uh, yeah, listen, you have an owner involved there. Uh, everybody wants to give him Kenny Pickett because Matt rule recruited him at temple. That, that doesn't mean anything. You know, they may talk about it. Matt Rule may not even have a job next year. <laughs> so, 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 uh, and then, and then, you know, so I, as far as I'm concerned, the quarterbacks aren't going. Here's what I'll, here's what I'll say. That, you know, we it's gonna be interesting that for the Falcons at eight. To me, I, I think they've got to go receiver. Now, that's just my opinion. I, I think uh, you know, Garrett Wilson of Ohio State. In order to get Kyle Pitts, even to his the greatest potential he has, he needs he needs somebody out there that can take the attention away from him. So there's some really good receivers. And Garrett Wilson, if he's if he's there at eight, I I think I'd be very tempted. Uh, and uh, the other thing is that uh, I I think that uh, I think that something's going to happen here. You know, the Giants have picks at five and seven. Uh, word is they really don't want to have two picks uh, in the top ten. So. They'd love to get a, a, a first-round pick next year, uh, among uh, and move back uh, in case they it doesn't work out with Daniel Jones. And who knows? Maybe the Falcons would do the same thing. But but uh, usually Falcons only have one pick in the top ten. If you got a chance to get a, you know a, an ace player, then you go get him. 
I'll tell you, if I was in charge, Morton, I'd be looking to, to move back out of the eighth pick, trying to pick up additional picks. And we've got needs yeah. on both sides of the ball at every level. And so I'd be yeah. looking to capitalize on that. What about the Saints, Mort? They sit there at 16. You think they're going quarterback? Maybe Malik Willis there if he's still available? I don't. Uh, I, I, you know, the reason why is that when they made that trade with Philadelphia and got two of those picks, and, and listen, they look at quarter, they have looked at quarterbacks every year, certainly with Sean Payton. Even when they had Drew Brees, we know they were re- getting ready to take Patrick Mahomes. Now, there's no Patrick Mahomes in this draft. Uh, I think that the Saints are looking at themselves and saying, look, we, we lost a, a, a big-time left tackle and Teron Armstead to, to uh, the free agency. We've got some needs on defense. We can compete with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and everybody in the NFC if we're healthy and we're right. And they expect to get their wide receiver, Michael Johnson, back. So, I, you know, maybe they do. I don't see it because I don't think there's a there's a quarterback that warrants uh, a top 19 pick. Oh, wow. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, now, listen, we know that, that quarterbacks change. And the need for it, you know, like like you know, people. Kenny Pickett, yes, he's ready, but it, it, it's it's a very average arm. He's a good athlete. He's played a lot of football, and people will talk about the small hands. Well, they get confused about small hands. I talked to an evaluator about this the other day, and I've had a couple other really good quarterback guys say it's not about ball security and playing in cold weather. It's really about the ability to control the ball. They, one team had cut ups of of the intermediate throws where you got to get the ball up and over a linebacker. It's not pretty when, you, when they do the cutups on picket. It's not, it's not to say he, he's not going to be a, a starting quarterback in this league, but they're just, uh, they get picked at. We know that they get picked at. And Malik Willis has a lot of, a lot of long way to go, but he has one thing certainly that, uh, you know, he, he is an unbelievable strong runner. And yes, he has a strong arm, but, He's, he's got to learn to play football like a lot of these guys. A lot of their eyes go down at the when they see the pass rush, and he's got the ability to take off. You know, but he, he's going to be I think the Steelers at 20 uh, are certainly hoping he falls to them. Uh, for the Falcons at eight, uh, one, one way I wouldn't move back if, if Evan Neal, the offensive tackle, was still on the board. What are the chances of that, Mort? And then also... Up top, pick number one is the, I keep seeing Aiden Hutchinson across the board for weeks, for months it seems. He's been the guy that everybody seems to believe is going to go number one. I'm seeing Lance Zerline here with his mock on NFL.com. He's got Trayvon Walker going one to the Jags. Yeah, Trayvon Walker's got uh, a couple, and, and not just Lance, and I have respect for Lance. Uh, there's one other that, that kind of has Trayvon Walker who, who's really gained a lot of traction, and people are just – you know, so everybody's been so much on Aiden Hutchinson. I keep saying something's going to happen. Now, there's the word is that nobody's offering a lo- you know much to get into the one spot. If there, no, nobody's Jacksonville's not really getting calls. But you know, come next week when everybody's got the board set, I think they start calling around. If you're really talking about the Lions and you're sitting there at number two, and you know the the Lions, uh, you know, I mean Jacksonville wants to take. Trayvon Walker, maybe you can do a deal type there. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm waiting to be surprised there at the top. Uh, usually it's for quarterbacks, but who knows? You know, may, maybe there's there's a flip flop there. There's a flop there uh, between Jacksonville and Detroit. 
No, the interesting guy is Kayvon Thibodeau uh, of Oregon. Listen, I, there's one team I'm hearing and, uh, that's drafting high that likes him, but if they don't take him, he might slide out of the top ten. And, and, and so, you know, but that's where all these – that's where some of these trades were, like, you know, with the Giants looking at number seven, and you're talking about even the Falcons thinking about moving back. So we might see some activity, but Thibodeau, you know, based off everybody I've talked to, better better go real high. And I think there's one team that likes them. Everybody else is, eh, you know, they're, they're shrugging their shoulders a little bit on them. Chris Mortensen joins us every week on the Buck Blue Show, and he joined us today on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. More thanks for being flexible, coming on early today. We appreciate it. Have a good week, man. Uh, but go Braves. Yeah, the Braves, man, big in this town right now. All right, coming up next on the Buck Baloo Show, we've got the best segment ever. Here on the Buck Baloo Show, here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. The Fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, far side line, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining me now on the Buck Baloo Show is Georgia Bulldog head coach Kirby Smart. And coach, the fans are excited about G-Day Saturday. What are you hoping or expecting to see at uh, during the G-Day scrimmage Saturday? Well, you always like to see how these young guys uh, react to a, a big environment. You know, I don't think any of these guys have played in front of a, a crowd this size uh, in their career, the, the, the new ones. So I like to see the, the mid-years and the guys that maybe didn't have a major role last year take on a, a bigger role. And you think about last year's G-Day game and some of the guys that made plays, you know, Stetson wasn't getting a ton of reps and, and A.D. Mitchell made some big catches and, and that kind of was foreshadowing for uh, this season. Coach, I saw where you're saying, look, the, as far as this spring practice goes, the, there's been no bad practices. You've been pretty pleased with that. You consider this a successful spring practice you've had this year? Well, we I wouldn't say that. That, that was a few weeks ago. We probably had one or two that I was disappointed <laughs> in since then. That was a, a statement made prior to a, a few practices that we probably didn't get as much out of it as I would like. And that that's usually what happens as practice goes on. They get tired of hitting each other and things like that. But I have been pleased with the progress we've made. We've been able to get uh, a lot of quality reps. 
um, we've improved our depth, um, not to where we need to be, but we've improved it. And you know, there are a lot of guys that, that, that have gotten work due to some injured players that I think is going to create uh, a lot of competition in the fall. Yeah, for the younger player, this is so huge, getting reps and uh, making progress. Isn't that what spring football is all about for the most part? Always, always about getting reps and growth. And, you know, you just want to get better as a player and, and, you know, you get to focus on your academics. You have less uh, stress. There's no game. You know, you have days off in between practices. So you come back uh, uh, with with really good recovery. Um, You're able to do a little more in each practice because you've got that day off in between. Coach, a lot of talk right now about the offensive line and some guys – uh, apparently exiting. Uh, I want to talk about the guys you got. Broderick Jones uh, looked really impressive to me. Not that I'm some offensive line guru at the end of last season. I thought he uh, you know, held up pretty well. And then Warren McClendon's a guy that is rarely talked about among the media and the fans. But I, I just think he's a guy totally under the radar. What can you tell me about or tell us about those uh, two tackles you got there? Well, both those guys are uh, have played a considerable amount of football. Um, you look at Warren; he's kind of been a, a two-year starter and worked really hard at that position, and uh, has to continue to improve. You know, he's he's uh, he, he can't get complacent, and he's got to do a better job playing on power and, and 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 doing some things in the run game. But I tell you, he's tough. He works really hard. Uh, each day, day in and day out, and and Broderick's gotten better. I think Coach Searles has been able to bring a, um, a little new energy to those guys and new teaching. Sometimes when you get a new coach, you learn new things and uh, you learn new ways to do things. And I think that's been important for those guys and the development of the, the rest of the group. You know, we've got 14, 15 guys in that unit that are that are getting better day in and day out. But I, I do think that that. Finding tackles is is the key to success. So when you start looking at it, you got to have three to four guys who can who can play the position because you know we had guys get injured uh, throughout the year at that position. Yeah, I know Coach Pittman and Coach Luke have done an awesome job uh, getting a lot of these guys on campus and uh, looking forward to seeing some of these young offensive linemen uh, get some reps on Saturday. Yeah, we still got some guys out injured in that group. But uh, we'll have a good group out there ready to practice and and, and play the game. Is there a position that uh, you've seen a lot of good competition at this spring? Yeah, probably offensive line would be the one that's had the the most uh, competition in terms of you know guys being really close to each other in terms of uh, reps and and in competition growing and you know we've had some some depth issues at other positions that hurt the competition because you don't have enough guys but that offensive line group has had a, a lot of quality competition. Coach, I know Stetson Bennett can play at a high level, but what about Carson Beck? What kind of progress has he made over the last twelve months? Well, Carson and Brock both have. They both uh, grown immensely, and from start to finish, Gunnar Stockton has. So, all those guys uh, have shown a lot of promise. I feel like that uh, uh, Carson and uh, Brock have really moved in terms of uh, their ability to make decisions, to handle the offense, to handle everything that goes into being a quarterback with with our offense, which is a lot of decision making, a lot of protection, um, a lot of communication, and they both uh, done a really good job of uh, of getting better at that you only get better through taking the reps so thank goodness we've been able to get them a lot of work defensively last season you you were the talk of college football with that defense you had out there a lot of new faces in this upcoming season uh, you feeling encouraged having seen uh being able to see 
these guys that are going to be replacing a lot of these guys that are moving on during the spring? Yeah, it's been great development for them to get to go against, you know, uh, our offense day in and day out. And, um, and, and you know, we've had some guys out at the uh, inside linebacker position with, with injuries, whether it's Ryan Davis, Smile Munden, Tresman's been in and out. So, uh, you know, C.J. Washington's out. So what's happened there is a few guys have gotten all the reps, and uh, we're looking forward to getting some guys back um, off of injury um, for the summer so we can be ready to go for fall. But uh, a lot of new faces and um, a lot of guys making progress and you know the way you make progress sometimes is make mistakes and we've had uh, plenty of those that we've been able to grow from this spring um, going against our offense. Coach I've always been intrigued by the defensive linemen and just felt like that that really sets the tone uh, defensively there allows you to compete every week uh, being able to win that line of scrimmage battle uh, what about these guys this group you have right now what have you seen this spring? Well, I think some good competition out of that group. They are uh, uh, competing. Trey Scott does a tremendous job with them. I mean, some huge holes to fill, I think. be obvious uh, not to see that you're going to have three guys drafted out of that unit and some guys that have been um, growing in the background. You know, Zion Logue's uh, growing up. Um, he's been in the program. He's developed. He's been in the weight room. Ty Ingram Dawkins is a guy that's, that's growing and getting better. Chaz um, is getting better. And, and we've got to create some depth um, at those positions. You know, Warren Brinson and Nazir Stackhouse are guys that have been they've been working in the program behind those other guys silently so that they get their opportunity and um, they got to continue to get stronger um, and uh, be able to play with really good stamina but they're going to be good football players. Coach a year ago at cornerback you had Ringo step in and really uh, you know make a name for himself especially at the end of the year and then Kendrick came in and played well for you what what are you seeing out of the the cornerback spot this spring? Well, I think Keeley's taking a, a good step. You know, he's he's not let um, any of the you know the accolades from the one play go to his head. He's, he's realized he's got to develop and grow. And um, I've seen him you know, him grow as a leader and really try to uh, work at his trade. Um, as far as the other corner position, we've you know continued to work at that. We've we've got some guys competing for it, um, but you know we, we got to continue to search and. We've had some safeties injured. You know, Chris has been dinged up. Dan's been dinged up. David Daniels got a lot of work. Um, but, you know, we're a work in progress, very similar to how we were last year uh, in, in the secondary. We had to replace a lot of guys last year, and we were able to do that with a good front. And this year we're going to have a lot of guys to replace in the secondary, and we, we, we've, got to, we've got to get better there. Coach, what about the the turnover from year to year, and especially in this day and time where you got the transfer portal and all that? I mean, as a member of the media, I'm checking every day to see, okay, who's, you know, what's the news today? Uh, well, what about as a coach, and and in handling that, you know, one of the most important things you're doing these days, managing that. Well, I, I don't know. That there's a lot of managing to it. I mean, this, the kids make decisions based on what they feel like's best for them, and there's not a lot you you can control on that. You know, I, I really just focus on the guys that are here that want to um, be part of our standard, be part of our organization, and be part of the culture we've built. And that has to sell itself. And I'm worried about the ones that want to be here. You know, not the ones that don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really think you you do a lot to manage the portal because those are decisions they have to make. And um, I just I have too much conviction for the standard with which we practice with, we play with, we work with, and uh, the guys that want to be part of that, you know, we're going to have them here. 
isn't it always fun when that stadium's packed and you guys are out on the field there? I know you must be looking forward to G-Day and getting all those Bulldog fans in there cheering you guys on. Absolutely. I get excited because you get to go to Sanford Stadium and play in the best stadium in the country, and uh, fans get to enjoy it, and hopefully hopefully we get some good weather. It seems like the last couple of G days have been really tough weather-wise, but I'm looking forward to, to having maybe some great weather to get a great turnout. What's coming up next for you? Will you uh, be a part of the NFL draft? you got got multiple guys look like they'll be a first-round pick at the end of the month. Uh, the biggest thing will be uh, our players, exit interviews, uh, evaluations, what we can do to uh, help them career-wise, internship opportunities. May is a big month for um, them figuring out what they want to do with the rest of their life. And uh, I'll be focused on, on meeting with guys and just seeing what we can do as an organization to help them better. Not a lot of downtime for you guys. I'm totally impressed. Coach, we appreciate your time. Best of luck at G-Day. Uh, I'm excited to be there and see, uh, see you guys get out there and get after it a little bit. Thanks so much. Thank you. Go dogs. Great having Kirby on G-Day, the red and black game. Coming up Saturday, 1 o'clock. Gates are going to open at 10. And 680 The Fan will be live on the scene. We've got a couple of live shows going down there. And also want to invite you to stop by the UGA bookstore. Got my first book signing starting at 10 a.m. Want to invite you to come on by, uh, buy the book, say hello. If you can't get there, you can order pre-order the books will ship out this weekend inside the hedges.com kirby joined us on the hobson and hobson newsmaker line that's brought to you by uh, hobson and hobson the divorce and custody firm and you can check them out at are you brave enough.com to schedule a consultation all right coming up in the final segment of the show we're going to let infinity of gwinnett allows you to drive the content so we're going to let you take the wheel at 10 50 today Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive the content. You get to decide what we talk about coming up in the final segment. Call in now at 404-231-1680, the number presented by my good friends at Infinity of Gwinnett. Empower the talk. Empower the drive. Now, Buck, I have to say, uh, I had a gentleman call in yesterday. He wanted to clarify which bookstore you were at and ask for an address. And I said, no, there, he's going to be right there across from the bridge, right? The, the UGA bookstore. Is there another one? I mean, there are the off-campus bookstores. That's what he was yeah, saying. This is, saying no. this is the on-campus bookstore. UGA, uh, UGA official bookstore right across, this, uh, right across the bridge from Sanford Stadium. You can't miss it. Yeah, and you're impressed with Kirby and the answer about he's going to help the guys that aren't going to the NFL draft. Yeah, when draft. you asked him about the, the NFL draft, and certainly he's there to, to help these guys as they continue in, to become professionals in the NFL. But not everybody uh, ultimately makes it to the league. Not everybody's going to get drafted. A lot of these guys aren't even going to get invited to, you know, to a camp or anything like that. So he talked about they got to figure out what they want to do for the rest of their lives because as, as solid of a, of a program as Georgia is, if you start, you got a shot to play in the NFL. But not all these guys are going to move on and play professional football. And it's nice to see that Kirby, you know, whether they're getting into sales or science, they want to go to law school, whatever science. it is. Yeah. Uh, Kirby's there to, uh, to help them out and that whole staff. And it just shows, like you said, that his job just never stops. Yeah, it's impressive. Very impressive. And I think there's a chance you'll see him in Vegas for the first round. What a, what a great recruiting opportunity. And because it's just that many more times, hey, by the way, in case you missed it, Georgia won the national championship last year, and in case you missed it, this is their third player being selected in the fourth or in the first round, or their 
fifth yeah, and player he's just there here. to shake their hand. Yeah, get the congratulations, get the hug mom, and be seen by the recruits out maybe, there thinking maybe, about coming to Georgia. Maybe flash a ring every now and then. Just make sure everybody knows what's up down over in Athens. All right, we're waiting on Brian Snicker to check in. So makes time for the Buck Bully Show headline. That is brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more is done fast, done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. Atlanta Hawks are in the playoffs tonight. The play-in tournament, they're calling it. Got a 7 o'clock tip down at the farm in downtown Atlanta. ESPN's going to have it. The Hawks taking on the Charlotte Hornets in this one tonight. The Hawks, uh, apparently without John Collins. I saw him a video of him getting some shots up. But apparently will not go tonight. No Lou Williams. So the rest of the guys need to step up big. We can't go down to the Hornets tonight. Win this one, and we're on the way to Cleveland. We'll run the floor with the Cavs on Friday night, trying to extend this playoff run. The Hawks, by the way, at home have been really, really good here lately. Hawks have won 19 or the last 22 games at the farm in downtown wow. Atlanta. I had not realized that. Well, do it tonight because the old cliche, if you don't do it tonight, there is no tomorrow. There is no Friday night. If you uh, lose, you can have a two-hour postseason. If, yeah, it's if one of those win-or-go-home situations. Yeah, in one game. No no seven-game series, anything like that. So Yeah, and you know Trey's going to be fired up. Remember early in the regular season, uh, they got off to the slow start. Yeah, and he was Trey bored. was saying, yeah, these, these regular season games, you know, they're a little bit boring. Uh, this one's not. Tonight. Hope he gets this up for it. Win or go home. John Collins will not be in the lineup, we know. They enjoyed the Braves game last night after the egg that we laid two nights ago with the packed house, 42,000. I was pretty hard on the Braves yesterday on the show and that performance. It. And they got a little payback. I'm thinking about James Brown and that payback song, that hit song that he had way back when. Braves with payback last night, 16 to 4. And yet we score 16 runs. And all I'm thinking about is the rookie Bryce Elder making his debut last night. How good was that? Five and two-thirds. To settle in after that first inning, uh, they come up and lay down the bunt, first pitch of the game, and it didn't really rattle him. He gave up another hard-hit ball. Luckily, got the uh, got the, the double play out there that, to Olsen. But he settled in and really didn't let it rattle him. Gave up one run in, in the first inning. And then he looked like a looked like a crafty veteran after hey, that. This bug. kid knows how to pitch. Yeah, I mean he's, he didn't he's have a pitcher, the, right? the velo that you hear everybody. Right, four pitches. Uh, the guy, not just a thrower. This is a guy that that knows how to pitch, especially dra- drafted last year. So uh, yeah, changing speeds, controlling location, the command is what that is. Commanding location, up and in, low and away. First win for Bryce Sutter. Let's changing hope it's speeds. First of many. Uh, you got the parent interview in the stands where they were tearing up. I mean, it was it was all so, so good last night. Tell you what, we're going to break, come back with Snid on the other side. Say a Big Buck Blue show today with more Kirby Smart, Brian Snitker. Glad you're with us here on The Fan, 680 and 93. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at AtlantaRamjack.com. Seven. Show here on Atlanta Sports Station, the fans, 680 and 93.7. Hopefully your day's going well. We got Braves baseball coming up in a few moments. And we're excited about that, man. Braves back here on the fan. What do you say we talk to the manager, Brian Snitker, as we get ready for the getaway day game here? Uh, Brian, great job so far. Last night, man, we got a little payback. That was awesome out of you. You got a 16 runs last night. That was fantastic. That was a good night. Good night. I'm happy for Bryce Elder. A kid came in and did a great job for us, as well as Jackson Stevens finishing the game up. So, you know, we had two call-ups yesterday, and they both helped to make it a really good night last night. That was fantastic. This Elder kid knows how to pitch. We get used to seeing all these guys with a high velocity, and I just really appreciate it, Snit, seeing a guy that's going to – uh, locate pitches, uh, change speeds. I mean, this guy looked like he was, uh, you know, a 35-year-old veteran last night. Isn't that refreshing? It, it, that's a lot of fun, and I guarantee you those guys playing behind him enjoyed that too. So, um, you know, it's like I say, in this day and age of, the, like you said, the high velocities and, and all that stuff, it, it was really kind of a throwback game to see a guy, like you said, change speeds, uh, locate his pitches, and, and uh, do a great job. How about these fans, Smith? We've had 230,000-plus show up in this opening homestand. They've been packing the house for you guys. You know what, Buck? I've been saying for a long time, Braves country's real. It's a real thing. These these people are unbelievable. How they came out this opening weekend and week has been just phenomenal, you know. And I, I got a feeling we're going to be seeing it all year. So hats off to Braves country, man. We love them. Go for the series win today with Max Fried on the mound. And, say he he... He got sort of short-changed in that that first game, the opening game. There's some uh, soft uh, hits that fell in. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but he uh, he pitched better than than what it looks like on paper that first time out. What are you expecting out of Max today? Just for Max to be Max, and you're right. I mean, he had a lot of soft contact, and the line wasn't near as good as what as what Max threw that opening game. So you know what? As long as Max goes out there and is just Max, and and uh, you know, sticks to his game. I think we got a really good chance of, of taking the series today. Well, I tell you, your your lineup is looking good. And when you compare it to some of the others around the league, I just feel really confident uh, day in and day out with that batting order you're going to throw out there. And it's, it's great to see Ozuna back in form, it looks like. No, he had a really good spring. He's, he came to camp, number one, really great shape. I mean, he's really dedicated himself to, to having a big year, and it's really good to see him get off the mark like he has this first week. Brian, everywhere I go, I got people asking me about Acuna. How close is he, do you believe? Well, no, I think he's doing fine. You know, he's just still checking boxes. He's down in Florida continuing his rehab. And, and um, you know, hopefully we see him the 1st of May sometime. But, um, you know, they're going to do the right thing. We want him for the whole year. Um, he feels great. There's another kid that came to camp in unbelievable shape. You can tell how dedicated he was in his rehab. 
and he's doing great. He's doing exactly what we thought he would be doing right now. And, and probably if you asked him, he'd be ready to go out and play nine innings right now. But, uh, you know, we want to do the smart thing because we want him all year. Are right, you've seen uh, six games. Do you feel really good about this team you've got this season? No, I do. I do. You know, we're still kind of, you know, see some guys and, and get to know them. But um, I like our club. I mean, we have the, you know, a lot of our mainstays are still here. We've added some some great people here. And, and um, you know, it's just kind of like when you do that, you just want to get the season started and get playing every day. And um, you know what? I, I really like where we're at. Get a win today. You win the series. And you've got this road trip. You guys are heading off uh, West Coast, San Diego, Los Angeles. Uh, here we go, man. This season's underway. Uh, looking forward to hitting the road maybe? Yeah, no, I mean, you know what? It's, it's going to be a rough road trip, and, and it always is when you go west, man. It's never easy, but, um, you know, we're looking forward to it. Like I say, we've it's been a great first week here with all the celebrations and everything, and we're back into baseball, man. We're back into the grind. Hey, as you know, you're working for a very classy organization. Here at The Fan, the flagship radio station of the Atlanta Braves, many of us that – uh, work the Atlanta Braves here at 680 The Fan were presented with rings yesterday, and Snit, we're all just blown away here at the station. Uh, th this organization is just, it's got to be the best in baseball, best in sports. Well, you're probably talking to <laughs> the wrong guy about that because, um, you know what, I'm a Brave. I'm a brave for life, and, and um, it is. And you know what, this organization's always been about the people and the people around it and everybody that, that it takes to, to make this thing go, including all y'all, you know? So um, we're really happy that a lot of people can sport that ring and cause we're all very proud of it and everybody should be. Snit, uh, go out there and get a win today and best of luck on the road trip. We appreciate you taking some time for us today. All right, Buck. Anytime, buddy. There he goes. Brian Snicker, world champion manager. Getting the job done, man. And isn't it great to be an Atlanta Braves fan right now? Aren't you just loving it? This this year after the world championship season, uh, you can bask in the glow of what happened a year ago. But I tell you what, uh, we, we've got a team here. I believe just from the first six games, we've got a team that's got a chance to, to back it up and repeat. Shore up the back end of the rotation, maybe fill out the bench if they can. But when the, backs, when the bats wake up, uh, that's a, it's a scary team. Well, they woke up last night, they brother. They sure did. Buck, I'm just going to say, though, of, of all the great stories we saw last year just throughout this team, the story of Brian Snitker, it, it's, it's a movie. And it's you, no can, doubt. you can't make it up. 40 years with the organization. Most of it, obviously, spent uh, as either a, a minor league manager or even you know came up with a, as a third base coach at points for the Braves, but uh, just kept his head down. Talk about a company man, and man, did it pay off. Yeah, we are so impressed with Brian Snitker and the job and the loyalty that, that he's shown. Just lucky and fortunate that we're able to hitch our wagon to a guy like that. So impressive. All right, so Infinity of Gwinnett, we have some calls, and they have determined that they want to hear more college football. So let's do it, man. Let's get to that college football top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. Top five. All right, Buck, spring practice all over the SEC. Georgia's out of the G-Day game coming up on Saturday. Right now, Buck, give us your SEC spring football top five. 
got Alabama number one. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they got Will Anderson Jr. coming back on Hard defense. Bryce Young coming back on offense. Arguably two of the best players in all of college football. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to look at the best player on offense and defense, those two names would, would be mentioned a lot. I want to argue with you, but I won't. No. Yeah, I've got Alabama one. I've got Georgia two. Now, I know they've got a lot of holes to fill, especially over on the defensive side of the ball, but they've recruited uh, top five over the last three, four years under Kirby. So they've got a lot of young faces. Doesn't mean they can't play. I think this offense is set up to carry them, especially early in the season, talking scoring 40 or more points a game with Stetson back at quarterback. I got the Bulldogs number two. Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M with all that NIL money they've put together. I've got uh, the Aggies sitting there at three. Jimbo's done a really good job out there, let's be honest. I've got A&M three. I got Ole Miss four. Okay. Lane Kiffin. You know they're going to score. And he's defense been, he's, is coming around. Yeah, he's uh, he's done a really impressive job there in Oxford. And I've got Tennessee five. I know uh, LSU fans probably a little upset with that. Florida fans might be a little irritated. Got Josh Heupel and the Volunteers number five. So Alabama one, Georgia two, A and M three, Ole Miss four. I've got Tennessee five. The way too early top five. Yeah, right? spring, spring football practice top five. All right, Bob. Uh, Clemson, the new big, big-time quarterback recruit, a top 100. Give us a, sc- a scouting report on Clemson's new quarterback. Well, commitment. you know, this is the third straight year Clemson has signed a top 100-rated quarterback. And when I say top 100, top 100 players. Overall any players. Any position. Had a quarterback in that top 100, third straight recruiting class. Unless this kid changes his mind. He's from Birmingham. Chris uh, Vecina is his name. 2023 class. Chose Clemson over Auburn, Georgia, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ole Miss. And I watched, pulled up some video, highlight reel of him in high school. What Clemson's going to be getting is a tall, lean, mobile pocket passer. Now, Sounds think, like a Clemson quarterback. You say, you're thinking about Trevor Lawrence? Before, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's similar. I'm not saying he's Trevor Lawrence. The way now. you describe him, I'm I just saying he's similar when you look at him, play the game to Trevor Lawrence. Good feet, moves around in the pocket, can really sling it. Looks like Clemson's got another good one on the way in. All right, Buck, you know you'll be out there Saturday, book signing at the uh, UGA bookstore. If you were not going to G-Day on Saturday, where would you want to be? You know, I think I'd go to Columbia, South Carolina to see the Gamecocks because you got Spencer Rattler. Well, he's been taking all the number one reps at the South Carolina spring football practice. Every one of them he's taken. So he's the man. He's the man. And I I really want to see where he's at. You know, he's really blown up going into Oklahoma as all that. But it really let me down as a fan. It seemed like he felt like he was... The man. Well, he's one of the front runners for the heist. For the well, Heisman, but he had we done really year. hardly nothing to earn that. Uh, that Oklahoma offense was what everybody was so thinking. So I want to see where he's at right now. So that that's where I'd go. I'd want to go see where Rattler's at at the South Carolina spring game. All right. Well, staying in the SEC, one of our favorite characters, really in all of college football, Mike Leach. 
I understand. What do you and Mike Leach have in common, Buck? Well, we both were assistant football coaches at Valdosta State. Okay, I actually knew that. Yeah, okay. And we both have the same offensive philosophy. Sling it. Throw that thing <laughs> all over the field, man. No, really, as far as philosophy goes, I totally believe in what he believes, and that is... Really what offense is when you're talking about the X's and the O's, offense is trying to create space with formations, motions, shifts, route combinations, trying to create some space on the defensive side of the ball. Now, the defense is opposite. They're, they're trying to limit space, tight windows in the passing game, very small running lanes are trying to condense the space. So I'm right along with Mike Leach. Offensive philosophy, create space, get the ball to your playmakers in that space. All right, Buck. Well, move, uh, moving on quickly. Speaking of offensive coaches, see what's, uh, what has impressed you most about Tennessee's Josh Heupel in year one? Well, the impact he made offensively. Look at the volunteers a year ago. They went from 108th in scoring offense, 108th. That's not that good. To 7th. That's better. How about total offense? Tennessee went from 102nd to 9th. In one season? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty good coaching, man. Uh, final word today. Great photo op down here at the Battery Atlanta. We've got a dual trophy photo op for you from 10 to 1230. Georgia Power Pavilion stage where the grassy area is outside the stadium. If you've got a ticket to the game, go get a photo op with the World Series Braves trophy and the Georgia National Championship football trophy. They're next to each other. Great photo op until 1230. If you got a ticket to the game, you might want to go take advantage of that. Yeah, you're not going to get many opportunities to get a, a photo with both of those trophies at the same spot. All right, it's been a sprint today, and what a great show it was. Chris Mortensen with us, breaking down the draft. Kirby Smart talking about G-Day. And Brian Snitker coming on, talking about our Braves. Awesome. For a road dog, Derek Thomas and Nerney. For all the gang here at 680 The Fan, hope you have a great day. Ford leadoff show coming up next. Go Braves! In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. 